0: Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant.
1: And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Mama Bar. Mama Bar is a protein bar crafted with essential nutrients for breastfeeders that are convenient without the sugar crash. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products that are both for adults and babies. Um, But we'll hear more from our sponsors later. Right now, we have our review of the week.
0: Yes, this came to us via email. It's a little long, but it kind of plays into um, some of the things we're going to talk about today. So I wanted to read it. It's from Christine, and she said, Diane and Abby, I was just listening to the five ways we are set up to fail, and that's an episode from a couple of weeks ago, and I had to pause and email you. Abby commented that you're lucky if you get out of the hospital without giving your baby formula. After traumatic induction and C-section, I was fortunate that my baby and I figured out breastfeeding pretty easily. It was the only part of my hospital experience that made sense. All of the nurses and lactation consultants were incredibly helpful until the third day when we were waiting to be discharged. The seasoned nurse came into our room for seemingly no reason as we sat with baby perfectly dressed and ready to go home. This lady had good intentions and was trying to show us a way to burp her by putting baby on our neck, shoulders, folding her like an origami, with a question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say, the baby spit up all over herself and us. As we're trying to clean up, the nurse is telling us that she just threw up and is hungry, so we really need to give her formula. Mm. I said, that's okay. She's breastfed. This lady wouldn't relent, though. She kept saying, you're going to regret this. She looks hungry. Here, take these formula samples. Again, I declined. She says, I've been a nurse for 30 years and I give every mom these samples of formula and not once have I had a mom tell me she didn't use them. Not once. Trust me, you'll get in a pinch and you'll need it one day. At this point, I'm like, yeah, whatever, lady, throw it in the bag. But as she was ranting to me, her body language was motioning to take my baby off me and give her a bottle. This was the first time as a mom I had to grow a spine and stand up for my kid in the face of the experts. Thanks to your podcast, it wasn't the last. I only discovered your podcast when I went back to work three months postpartum. And I was feeling totally defeated and isolated. I binged every episode. I can't even begin to explain how much you've helped me. My baby's 19 months old. And just yesterday, my coworkers asked, you're not still breastfeeding, are you? When are you going to stop? My reply was, when my daughter decides she's finished. The looks of shock and horror. My work friend added, in some cultures, people breastfeed their kids until they're six or seven, a factoid I shared with her. So thanks for all the camaraderie and support. You're both amazing. And I picked this because we're gonna talk about the shit that flushed down the toilet
1: today. I love her coworker. I know who was know. like just like learned that from her and was like spreading it around. Yeah, I know it's fantastic. But
0: what I take from this that I would like to pass along is you do not have to use formula. And I have had that come up before. Where people will be like, "Well, when do I start formula? When do I need to use it? If you don't want to use it." You don't have to use it like you don't have to. I I think society has us like set up to think that at some point you're going to need it.
1: Yeah. Society didn't do that. The formula companies did. Well, yeah, they they funnel billions and billions of dollars into marketing to get you hooked on formula so that you buy their product. Right. Their point, the whole entire point, formula companies exist to destroy your breastfeeding relationships. That is a fact. Yep. They want to destroy your breastfeeding relationship so that you can buy their product and they can get rich. That is all. And they have convinced us that at some point we will need it. Yeah. And it goes deep, man. They they, they make up shit about breastfeeding, like... All the stuff, all the stuff that you hear, you know, most of the stuff that we hear originated from formula companies. Well, breast milk doesn't have this, and breast milk doesn't have that. And at this age, your baby needs this, and at this age, your baby needs that—that that your breast milk doesn't have. Like a lot of that stuff originated from marketing. Mm-hmm. It's not science; it's marketing trying to get you to buy their product. Okay. Oh my God! I'll stop. I
0: know, <laughs> <sighs> I know that gets Abby riled up. <laughs> well, both of
1: it because it—it's like it's it's crap. I mean, it's
0: crap, but that's why I picked that one because I'm like, okay, yeah. this is a great example of information to
1: flush because yes, thank God she flushed it all.
0: Yeah. You know, but the fact that you have to be like, all right, give it to me. I'll take it just to <sighs> shut them up. Yeah, is frustrating.
1: The fact that you have to, the fact that you have to advocate for yourself in a hospital, mm-hmm. like the fact that that even exists is ridiculous. This is a place that should be like trying to meet your needs. And listen. And you to have to advocate group. yourself. Yeah. You, yeah. What do you want to do? Okay. Here's what we're going to do to help you. I mean, it's, 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 it, the whole thing is just it's ridiculous. So but this is what we're, this is what we have to do. So all right. Exactly. Arm ourselves with this stuff. Yep. Educate, arm yourself and educate others
0: as she did with her coworker, which was fantastic. Yep. And then her so. coworker,
1: not, and then her coworker spreading it around too. That's how it happens. Yeah. Spread it around like a virus. Yep. They get the COVID breastfeeding. (laughs) That's what we want. Everybody spread the info. Yeah, let's spread that shit as fast as that spread around. I know, right?
0: Pandemic. will make breastfeeding a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much for the email. Send us your stuff, people. Like, send us your stories or send us your frustrations, whatever, what you like, what you don't like. And you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um iTunes is a great way to do it. But if you can't do iTunes, you can des- definitely shoot us an email. So go to our website, badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And while you're looking at all the sponsors and all the other cool stuff we have on there, sign up for your email and, or put your email in. So you get our stuff sent to you directly and send us an email at the same time. So just, it's a one-stop shop, really. What else do you really? need on the Everything
1: you yeah. need is right there, badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. com. Yeah.
0: So today, we're
1: excited about this episode. Yes, breastfeeding info to flush down the toilet. These are fun. We love these. Along with your excrement. <laughs> Take this information and flush. Flush it. Not like my kids. Don't let it just sit there. Oh. Actually flush it. Oh, God. That happens in our house, too. My kids are <laughs> I freaking old. Actually called me to the bathroom. He's like, look what Jack did. And of course, like big turn in there. I was like, Jack. Sometimes you're just proud of it. And you just want everybody to see it, right? It's like, yeah, look what I did, look what I made. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All so, right. Well, so we each came up with our well, three things that are, you know, aggravating us lately. Things that we should think should be flushed. And uh, you want to go ahead. You want me to go first? Sure. You want me to do one, and then you could do one. Yeah, we could do back and
0: forth. Okay. So my first one came from. Uh, One of the mamas in my support group, which by the way, anybody can be in my support group. So if there's anybody out there listening that you want to join the support group, it's on Monday afternoons. Follow me on Facebook, um, Diane Cassidy Consulting. I always post the link and join our group because we have a blast. But one of the moms mentioned very recently What is with the body armor drinks? Somebody told me to drink body armor drinks and that would help with my milk supply.
1: Well, didn't you know that breastfeeding didn't work until we invented body armor?
0: I mean, and I was like, no, no, don't. And I could see, all
1: right, if
0: you're feeling, because I think what, and I'm just guessing that this is how it came out, but... If a mom says, oh, gosh, I'm really thirsty, I'm feeling dehydrated, I'm feeling run down, drink Body Armor because it's really good for your milk supply too. How about drink a glass of water if you're feeling dehydrated? You don't need all the sugar and crap. I mean, I know it comes with like, it's got like electrolytes or whatever in it, but it is not going to do anything for your milk supply. Body Armor drinks or Gatorade have nothing to do with milk supply. So if anybody tells you to drink one of those crappy drinks because it's going to do something for your milk supply, you can flush that because it's not true.
1: Yeah, if you want the drink, fine, but don't expect it to do anything magical for breastfeeding. Right. That's not how your milk is made.
0: I mean, the only time I ever pick up one of those things is not a Barney Armour, but like a Gatorade or something like that is if I've been puking for 24 hours, you know, and I just like (laughs) need to like, but even then it's like Pedialyte or something. Um you just it's not a necessary thing but that gets out there like somebody drank it felt like it worked for them and they put that out there and then that spreads like the covid that goes <laughs> around and everybody thinks okay this is just wonderful this fantastic body armor drink is going to increase milk supply for everybody on the planet it's not a thing
1: and it's then not. yeah and then people are like "Ooh, i have this cool tidbit that i can share with other people And maybe with good intentions, like you said. Yeah. And, but it's not true. And then it gets people thinking that, first of all, that they have a milk supply problem, which they likely don't. Right. And the
0: mom that mentioned this in our group, this is a mom who has an amazing milk supply and who is breastfeeding her second child. And is a very, like, experienced, great... You know, strong breastfeeding mom. And she fell into that trap because somebody tells you something that has to do with your breastfeeding life. And you are so like, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? You're just so vulnerable to it. Yeah. Even if things are going well, you're still so vulnerable to that information that you just go, okay. And she was just like, is this something? Like, should I even be? And I'm like, Tracy, no. (laughs) Like, just no. (laughs) It's not a thing. Don't worry about it. But it's just. We question
1: ourselves and yeah, and, yeah. And, and and yeah, and I think that people question themselves even when they weren't questioning themselves, they hear something like that and they're like, Oh, wait, oh, like, oh, could there be a problem? Oh, maybe I should drink that. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, there's no problem to begin with,
0: right? There's no problem to begin with, exactly. Yes, so that's mine body armor, Gatorade,
1: all those, flush it, yeah, flush it. Mm-hmm. What you got. All right. My first one is anything that has to do with weaning. Unless you are wanting to wean, anything that you hear about weaning is probably wrong. Mm -hmm. You do not need to wean to go back to work. You do not need to wean to try to get more sleep. Not going to (laughs) happen. No. You do not need to wean to take medication, to have surgery, to get rid of cavities. Weaning because, oh, this is happening, therefore you need to wean is not a thing. No. You do not need to wean your child for any reason except that you're just done. And then if you're done, you know, let's think about why. Are you like, I don't, you know, I, I, I just can't stay awake at night anymore breastfeeding my baby. I need to wean. People will say this to you. Oh, you need to wean to get more sleep. That's actually, there's like research behind that. That's that's not true. (laughs) That people that are breastfeeding through the night actually get more sleep, even though I know you don't feel like it. I know you don't feel like it. And this time will pass and you'll get through it. But anything to do with weaning. Wean for this reason, wean for that reason. It's, it's, uh, weasen. My little Elmer Fudd. (laughs) Yeah. It's not true. No, don't wean because somebody else tells you to. For any reason, no. Oh, you're gonna have this. You have to have this dental procedure, so you need to wean. You need to wean because you're going back to work. You need to wean because you're going on vacation. You need to wean because uh, there's all kinds of reasons people tell you like this is what you know you need to wean.
0: You know, also what I've had told to me before, or people call me and ask me about, and this is on the same level is people needing a medical procedure, maybe an MRI, maybe a CAT scan, maybe um, just, you know, maybe a root canal, something. And they are told that they cannot have it done until after they wean. So they're not being told like, okay, you need to wean so we can do this. They're told, well, call us back after you've weaned. And it's like, no, this is a that's inaccurate, number one. And number two, why should you suffer with an issue unnecessarily?
1: Because right. you're breastfeeding, that right. is- it's not—you do not need to choose. No, it's perfectly safe. Drives me crazy. Yeah, and um, it's like a and-
0: punishment. While well, you're breastfeeding, <laughs> so we can't help you with anything. You need to right. suffer for your life. Yeah, you're Whoa. doing that
1: crazy, freaky thing. We don't know about that, so you got to come back when you're done doing that thing.
0: <laughs> don't doing this that
1: thing. Like nothing to do with either. They have nothing no. to do with each other. It's the same with the along the lines of pumping and dumping or stopping. You can't breastfeed for 48 hours. You have to pump and dump. You have to like, no, pausing and stopping breastfeeding, whatever weaning or stopping for anything is just not a thing. It's not. Mm -mm.
0: Don't ever do it.
1: And if somebody tells you to
0: get another opinion, call somebody else.
1: Yeah, right. Let us know. We'll, We'll let you know. Right. We will tell you. We'll tell you the deal. So that's mine.
0: Okay. You ready for this one?
1: Yeah. You want to do yours and then we'll do an ad break?
0: Yes. Because this is a good one.
1: Okay. So this is not like,
0: I don't know if this really goes, it it definitely goes under information to flush, but it's more of like, like, okay, I'll just say it because I don't even know where to put this. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) So I had a mom recently with twins and, you know, they were new, obviously new, but like, you know. A little, or a little early, but little, and you know, whatever. We're just kind of doing our thing. She had these babies in a hospital, not in my area, but it was in like an area she lived in between, like in between two different towns. So she had it like in this other town. So I don't know anybody there. I don't know the lactation people there, as opposed to like the hospitals here where I know everybody. So I don't know who she saw, and I don't know who in the world would say any say this to anybody. But they were helping her latch these babies. And, you know, when, you, you know, when your baby is first brand new and you're in the hospital and you always feel like, you know, you, you kind of feel like you're just like pushing them on or you feel like you're being too rough with them or that other people are being too rough with them. You hear that a lot, you know, mm-hmm. they told her do the shove of love Oh. to get the baby on the breast.
1: What's a shove of love
0: to shove their head up there.
1: Oh, ouch.
0: and that's the shove of love. So, and I go. She said that to me. She goes. They told me to do the shove of love. I go. What? And she's like, Yeah. To you know. And thankfully, she had a really good sense of humor, and she was like really, you know, fun and everything. But I'm like, Come on, stop it right now. They didn't actually say that to you. And She goes, Yeah. They told me to do the shove of love and like shove the baby's head on.
1: Because oh god, because the baby doesn't know how to do it.
0: Right. And we know, like, obviously the baby needs support. The baby needs you to support their head and their neck because they can't do it on their own. But we don't call it shoving. Like, why would we call our baby, like, why would we even describe it like that? No, we're supporting them and we're lovingly putting them to the breast. Or we're laying mom
1: back and letting the baby just lay across her chest, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the breast crawl is like your best bet.
0: The shove of getting, love.
1: You don't need to shove anything anywhere except this information up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, "Oh my god!" But to tell, like to ha- to describe
0: that to a new mother, to this—that's des- how you're describing latching your baby.
1: I know to a brand new like-
0: mother. Shove of love.
1: We're just like getting so much farther away from. Like, even with all the pushback and the breastfeeding information that's out there, I feel like we just continue to get farther away from just, like, the mammalian act of breastfeeding.
0: Right. But, I mean, like, would you do that with it? So, your toddler's being naughty. Give him the shove of love. You know? Like, (laughs) that, it's like, when you put it in that context, it's like child abuse. So, why is it, like, I just... I don't I just was just like come on like I couldn't get past that I was I just couldn't get past it I I thought it was absolutely ridiculous
1: that's pretty wild
0: yeah so yeah like Abby said just flush it shove it whatever (laughs) shove it up your ass whatever I don't care shove it up your ass and then flush it whatever but get rid of it
1: shove it up poop it out flush it put it out of your head yeah all right well let's take a break okay And I want to say, again, before we start, that please visit our sponsors. We handpick these sponsors for you because we think these are good products and things that can be helpful. We turn sponsors away all the time. So if you're looking for something, please go to BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com to the sponsor page and see if we have it here. And don't tune out because we are um, telling you about cool things that we found. Today's episode is brought to you by Mama Bar. Breastfeeding is nutritionally demanding. You know that breastfeeding hunger we all feel? It's there for a reason. Breastfeeding demands even more calories and nutrients than pregnancy. It's okay to eat. It's necessary to eat. And now you can reach for a nutritious snack that's also convenient without the sugar crash. Mama Bar is a protein bar crafted with essential nutrients for breastfeeders by a certified nutritionist who specializes in pregnancy and postpartum nutrition. It's not just another lactation bar. This is about high quality, purposeful nutrition. Mama Bar is high in protein and an excellent source of iron, zinc, and magnesium, all of which keep you satisfied and give you the energy you need. Mama Bars are made only from real ingredients and you can feel great about eating them dairy-free and gluten-free, and they're delicious with ingredients like dark chocolate, oats, nuts, and flax seeds. Easy to eat one-handed while nursing. We can't stop raving about them. Order bars online at mamabar.com and use code BADASS to get 10% off your order. That's mamabar.com and use code BADASS for 10% off. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in California. The leave-in conditioner's lightweight formula is made with nourishing emollients and arnica for split ends, making it ideal for detangling and eliminating frizz from damaged hair. The Miracle Detangler is perfect for making combing hair easier for baby, toddlers, children, and anyone with long hair. The rosemary can help prevent lice. All of Original Sprout's products are paraben and phthalate-free, vegan and cruelty-free. Their proprietary formulas contain nourishing extracts from fruits, vegetables, and flowers that the whole family can enjoy. They are not just for babies anymore. Check out the entire line at Originalsprout.com and use code BADASS for 25% off your order. Originalsprout.com, code BADASS, will get you 25% off of your order. And you can find all of these sponsors along with the links and the promo codes under our show notes under each episode. So go to com click on this episode scroll down you'll find these particular sponsors if you go to the sponsor page you will find all of our sponsors from the past check them out if you need something see if it's there um our sponsors make this podcast possible um also a badass breastfeeding podcast you'll find breastfeeding resources all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your lactation consultation with diane yes And this week's shout-out goes to Nigeria. Woo-woo! Nigeria. The country. country. And we're shouting out to Nigeria. Do you know why? Because they just increased their paid maternity leave to six months. Yep. Because Because they recognize... Go ahead, Diane. They recognize that
0: breastfeeding for the first six months exclusively saves babies' lives. And it was not happening in Nigeria because of returning to work, so they said, "You know what? We'll fix that." And they made it so that mamas can stay home with their babies.
1: That is awesome mm-hmm. Congratulations, Nigeria. We're happy for you, and um, we respect you, and we love that. and Good I job. wish we would do that here. And I wish we would do that here. I mean it's <laughs> I'm gonna I'll just be in the corner crying. <laughs> oh my goodness yes all right back to breastfeeding information that you can flush down your toilet yeah it's your turn all right my second one is breastfeeding beyond infancy causes anything except you know an attachment and security and you know, m- good mental health for life. So here's, you hear all of these things, right? Breastfeeding beyond infancy, like your milk is not, you don't have enough nutrients in your milk. Um, that'll make your baby, uh, clingy. It'll make weaning more difficult. It'll make your baby gay. It'll seriously, people say this, give them sexually,
0: um, it's like sexual abuse or something like that. Isn't oh that yes. Yes. yes it's sexually yeah.
1: abusive. Um, Anything that you hear about breastfeeding. Psychological feeding, problems. Yes, psychological mm-hmm. issues. It'll it'll make them, you know, it'll make them weird. It'll make them, you know, not function um, as kids or adults. Uh, anything that you hear about, that is wrong. Breastfeeding beyond infancy is totally normal. Mammals do it. All of them whatever infancy is, and, you know, you can look at each, if you look at each mammal um, and compare, you know, their lifespan and all of that, they're all breastfeeding beyond the infant stage. And um, nothing goes wrong with your milk. Your milk is always nutritious, even beyond infancy. Breastfeeding beyond infancy does nothing except solidify that bond, help your child have loving and healthy attachments and healthy mental health for the rest of their life. And it is beneficial,
0: like nutritionally beneficial still. Yes. And I know people think it's not, but there are very, very real benefits that babies get out of breastfeeding after the first year of life. So. There you go. Anything
1: negative that you hear about breastfeeding beyond infancy has to do with the fact that it is not a norm in our culture that people are messed up about breasts and just lack the information. Right. Because there's absolutely nothing negative about breastfeeding beyond infancy. If you don't want to do it, fine, don't do it. But there is nothing negative about doing it. Nothing. It's only good stuff.
0: It is. And part of the problem with that is that it's our, a lot of the time, it's the people that should know the research and should yeah. know the information that are passing this bad information along. So we
1: tend to believe them. Yeah. Oh, my doctor that's, that's said. Trusted, yeah, that's such a trusted
0: mm-hmm. medical
1: people. Yeah.
0: Right. And it's, you know, it's inaccurate. There's nothing to support that. If you really do the research, or if you talk to somebody else who's done the research, it is inaccurate. So, yep.
1: there you go. Yeah. There you go. Your turn. So, mine
0: is kind of along that same line. Oh, good. But it did, it, there was a little added thing with it that I found kind of entertaining. So, Amama told me that. She was at her, I'm just trying to find the thing so I can read it. She was at her baby's um appointment, I think 15 months, I want to say. 15 month appointment, maybe, and was told um, unprompted, she said it was unprompted, at this point there's no risk or reward to continue breastfeeding. So you can stop any time, and then in the same breath, said Give him real milk in a
1: cup. <laughs> Give him real milk. Oh, because- yeah. Real milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real milk. That means cow's milk, right? Yes. Because real milk-,
0: milk is cow's milk. Right. The milk you're giving him is not real milk.
1: Yeah. For the last the milk- 15
0: months. Right. The milk, real milk from your, and your and body cup. that was right.
1: made for him is not. That's not the real milk. Right. The milk from the other species. That's the real milk. And I think, you know, it's it's to it's to put this in perspective. Hopefully people are like getting this. We are the only ones that drink milk from another species. Mhm. And we only like started doing that recently. Like right. we weren't always like drinking milk from a cow. That just came along with the milk industry, right? The dairy industry. And then it was like, "Oh, you need this for your what was the big thing when we were kids? Calcium. You have yeah. to have all the milk from the calcium. You know, because you don't get we're all deficient in calcium and you have to get calcium from the cow's milk. Right. And then it goes on and on. These is this is what lobbyists do, right? This is what they work for these companies. They are there to put out information to promote their product. That's all it is. It's capitalism. Okay, sorry, I'm off on a huge cow's milk thing. This is not over time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like
1: But for somebody to say, especially a provider,
0: a pediatrician, and my response to this mom was the AAP, which is the American Academy of Pediatrics, which pediatricians are supposed to be following, that is their umbrella. They say two years. So if any pediatrician says to you at 15 months or anything that's under two years says to you, you don't need to be breastfeeding anymore because it's not giving you anything. It's not giving anything to your baby. If your pediatrician says that, I would be like, but the AAP says two years. You don't follow what the AAP says? You're a pediatrician. And I know that might be a difficult thing to say to your pediatrician, but honest to God, like they are supposed, that is what they're supposed to be following. So if you can't trust them to give you good information on breastfeeding that the AAP says is supposed to be happening, how do you know what the rest of them, what what else they're giving you is not accurate?
1: Well, if it has to do with breastfeeding, likely it's not, it's not accurate because they don't even have that training. Right. They should. And they should at least know the basis of that. And if they don't, then don't talk about it.
0: Refer them to somebody who knows. Bottom line. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It is.
1: is. It's ridiculous.
0: you know, to say there's no risk or reward. There's no risk to you not breastfeeding at 15 months. So and and then part of this, too, was she was like, my child has an allergy to dairy. And we discovered that while breastfeeding and all along. And they're telling me to give my kid milk. So, I mean, a lot of people do breastfeed into toddlerhood because their child has a has a sensitivity to something. And they don't want to introduce anything that might have that in it. You know, so they continue right. with breast milk, which is great because that's what they need, yeah, for as long as possible is the best thing yeah it's it's crazy, so that's my flushable information, the real milk in a cup, yeah, I just can't people even... always
1: say that they do that too, yeah, like oh, like even if it's like even if it's not cow's milk, they'll be like, "Can't you just pump it and put it in a cup?" Yeah, I hear that too. why. <laughs> Why am I going go to go through do? that extra step? Why? Because you are uncomfortable with my baby's mouth on my boob because you have sexual issues because now because society has fetishized our breasts so much that makes you uncomfortable. No, this is what it's for. It's not just for baby's mouths. It's for a child's mouth for as long as they breastfeed. You don't go through the extra step of pumping because other put people it in a are, cup because yeah. other people can't handle it. What a pain in the ass. Right. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Flush. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if we were like a slightly if we were slightly more um technologically advanced, we could just put the flush sound. Oh my god. After every one of these. That would have been great. Sorry our podcast
0: no, it's the car. We're maybe. glad we could get this stuff Maybe we can figure in. that out. So. <laughs> edit this out. We'll
1: figure it out, maybe. Um, okay, my turn. This is our last one, I think, right? Yeah. Okay. So my last one has to do a little bit with, like, two things I heard. One thing that I heard from Diane that was put in a way that I really liked a long time ago, which was your, your breast milk doesn't just dry up. People say this a lot, right? My yeah. milk supply just dried up. It's gone. It didn't. It didn't. Like, you might not be able to find it. Maybe your baby can't get it out, but it didn't just dry up. That's not what milk does. You might not be able to find it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, people are like, I'm trying, I'm pumping. It's nothing's coming out. Okay, that doesn't mean it's not in there. It means that you suck at pumping, and like we all do. Right, it's terrible. I mean, pumping is awful. You got to learn how to do it. And even when you do, some people just don't respond to a pump. Mm -mm. It sucks. But it's a machine. I mean, like, it's just not going to work well for everybody. So your breast milk is not this delicate flower. You know some of those flowers that you, like, walk by them and their petals fall off? You're like, oh, my (laughs) God, I just spent 20 bucks on this. And, like, I I brushed up against it. and Now it's all on the floor. This is not your milk supply. Your milk supply is strong. Your body is strong. Your body makes milk and it won't stop. Until you wanted to, until you wanted to. And even then a lot of people are like, I stopped breastfeeding a year ago and I can still pull like express milk out. Is there something wrong? No, there's nothing wrong. Your body just like was used to it Mm -hmm. and it's strong. Your milk supply is just like, it's strong. It takes a while for it to go away. Your body wants to be sure. Are you sure you're not coming back? Mm -hmm. you sure there's not a baby maybe the baby just got sick or whatever like you know your body's just like gonna take a while yeah and this ties into another thing that I heard somebody say somebody asked me she was like I heard that if I drink too much water it's gonna water down the nutrients in my breast milk oh my god okay stop like this is madness at this point so it's like drink a lot of water to increase your milk supply which also is not right you don't increase your milk supply by just drinking lots of water. But if you drink too much, you're going to water then your milk down. if you drink down. too much, you're watering it down. It's like this. Do you remember Louis Black, that comedian?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he was, I saw him once and he was talking about how like, you know, you're supposed to like drink a lot of water. But then if you drink too much, you're pissing out all the nutrients in your body. It's like you can't win. You know, you can't win with the breastfeeding information. Your milk supply is strong. It is not a delicate flower. Your body can do it.
0: We, we really have lost the ability to trust what our bodies can do.
1: Yeah. And Especially you, when it comes to your body taking care of your baby. Your body is not going to give that job up easily. No. It's really? not just going to be like, oh, uh, I thought there was a baby here, but there's not. Well, no, no. I'm just going to stop making milk for that baby. I was no.
0: talking to a mom about this yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? What's today? Sunday. So it was two days ago. It was Friday. And she was like kind of talking to me about how she didn't, you know, she had lost a lot of weight after the baby was born. She was feeling run down. You know, you're, you're doing a lot. You're, she had another child that she was taking care of. Um, you know, she wasn't sure about like nutrition stuff that maybe she could eat to help her along the way. She's like, I was kind of afraid that it would do something to my milk supply. And I'm like, no, it's not going to do anything to your milk supply. It'll just make you feel more run down, which is not what we want. But your milk supply is going to be fine. Like people are always worried that if they don't drink too much, if they do drink too much, if they don't eat enough, if they do eat too, like it's going to, all this is going to come back to, it's going to damage my milk supply. And your milk supply is way more tough and resilient than that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that we have all been raised in this capitalist nation by formula companies to not trust our milk supply. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is what they rely on. And people are like, oh, well, I don't know. How can you just say a company has that much control? Because I say they have that much control. I swear to God, go back to our get your ads off of me episode. We talk about the whole how powerful marketing is. It changes cultural norms. and changes the way we think about our bodies, each other, our role in society. This is powerful stuff. And we've gotten to a point now where we do not believe that our bodies can actually nourish our children. But when you pair that,
0: that really, really intimidating marketing with a very vulnerable situation. Exactly. Yeah. It's a perfect storm.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. That's so flush six. all that information down the toilet. Flush it. And pro- and lots of other stuff, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it sounds weird and you've never heard it before, it's probably not true. Right. Listen to your instinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll Thanks see you next for week. Bye. Bye.